The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Guys, hello and welcome to another instalment of the Pelican Scoop, a hoop dashboard presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, back with another exciting episode and a great guest again today. Now, today's draft day. We're all geared up for that. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, the Pelicans flipped Drew Holiday for a few different guys. We're going to talk about that with our special guest, Brad Harden, the host of the Hootball Hawks. We're going to bring him on very shortly. We're not going to muck around today. I am going to do our housekeeping right at the start. So we're going to thank my bookie for everything they're doing. Um, if you sign up and use the promo code HOOPBALL, you unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. Uh, there's been a free blackjack tournament on there, which is pretty good. Uh, no cash required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in the daily ones there. So, uh, and $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So, make sure you go and do that. Uh, Manscaped, they've launched a new product, the Weed Whacker Nose Hair and Ear Trimmer. So, take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those nose holes. It's time to keep your ear, nose, hair, and nose hair looking as nice as your clean shaven nethers, shall we say. So enjoy that. Uh, use HoopBall20. You'll get 20% off free shipping uh, with the code. Um, anything you could want. So why not? Uh, ExpressVPN as well. Good friends of the show. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard a couple of them. And some of them may have even used a VPN before. But... As Hootball always does, they uh, do a bit of research into the sponsors and they recommend brands that they think the listeners are going to use and believe in. So I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their service to log any of your info. Second is speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down and make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while and my internet speeds are still pretty fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality video with zero lag. 
The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from any other VPN is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click, click one button to connect. It's pretty easy. So, use the link expressvpn.com slash hoopball and you'll get an extra three months free on a one-year package. So, make sure you go and do that. And, of course, our product launch, guys. So, make sure you head over and grab a Fantasy Pass, Wager Pass, or Hoopball 360. You'll hear us plugging it flat out. So, make sure you go and jump on that. Now, anyway, that's enough housekeeping. As always, I'm at Lyle Swithenbank. At Hoopball Pills is the show. And I'm going to bring on a very special friend of mine, uh... Brad Harden from the Hoop Ball Hawks. All right, guys, as I talked about earlier, I am joined by a very special guest. It's Mr. Brad Harden, the host of Hoop Ball Hawks. How you going, mate? It's going good. It's going good. I appreciate you having me. I'm just really excited to talk about uh, my childhood team in the New Orleans Pelicans growing up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and being there for the creation of the New Orleans Hornets then when they came over from Charlotte. And now that I cover the Hawks, so obviously I wear a, a somewhat of a split hat right now with the Hawks on one side and the Pels on the other side, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde. But it's just great to come up here and talk hoops, especially after all the exciting things that are coming, especially with the, the trade left we'll get into and the draft tonight here in the States. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm already worn out. We haven't even had draft night yet. I mean, well, it's nine o'clock in the morning ish over there. And uh, so 12 hours or so before the actual draft, I mean, the buzz on the Twitter feeds and the like are just going off. I mean, (laughs) NBA is back. NBA is back in full swing. I know that we talked about movement within the draft and we'll talk about if the Pels or in the Hawks too can make moves in the draft. So it, obviously, we know that the talent is what it is in this draft, and it's been well documented that it's not the greatest. But I think there's some value here, and I'll definitely be able to talk about a little bit of the value that is in the draft. So hopefully, fans can look out if they're not in a Hawks or Pelicans ro- uh, jersey this year or on the rosters per se, that they can see certain players that we mentioned on here and be like, "Wow, they ended up being what they said." So we'll yeah. see. There, it's going to be really exciting. Oh, it's, I mean, I'm on the edge of a seat. I mean, the Pelicans have acquired uh, a couple of extra draft picks. We'll talk about that uh, a bit, a little bit later on, but uh, we might as well start with the draft. I suppose that's, that's the thing on everyone's lips at the moment is, is who's going number one, uh, who's going number two to the Warriors and, you know, who are the Hawks and the Pelicans going to pick? Um, do you have any thoughts on, on, the, on the top three or, or uh, where the, the Hawks might uh, look at, at picking up? or anyone who they might think about picking up? I think for sure, as of right now, the top three is pretty solidified. Uh, the order is still to be determined. I think it's definitely LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Wiseman. Uh, it, I know people are talking about trading up, but I think no matter what the order is, that is the three. As far as the Hawks are concerned, I have been you know, coming through the draft just as you have probably over the last two, two and a half months looking at mock drafts, looking at all the film we can. And I've come to the decision that for the, for the Hawks, if they were to get Isaac Okoro from Auburn, the guard slash forward, he's arguably the best perimeter defender in the draft. If they were happen to get him. And a lot of people compared him to Andre Iguodala with his athleticism. He can do a lot of good things in passing, defending. He's not a great shooter yet, but 
you can always get better at shooting with the right development uh, coach, shooting coach and whatnot and being in the right system. So Isaac Okoro on Yeka Ngonku from USC, the forward, um, he can guard positions three through five, played at Chino Hills with LaMelo Ball. Uh, so if people saw the cherry picking videos with LaMelo, when he threw the passes down, the big the big guy who was getting all the receipt was on the receiving end of those wonderful passes, getting those easy dunks, that was on Yeka Ngonku. And he, he has an opportunity to grow his skill as he was a 74% free throw shooter in college. So that could translate into getting a shot once he gets into the league. And then the last person that the Hawks could consider, consider sorry, is Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State, who, in my opinion, I think he'll end up being the best guard outside of LaMelo Ball in his draft. High IQ, can shoot the ball very well, very, very smart, just very, very smart player, making the right reads, being in the right positions. So those are the three players. And as far as the Pels, I've seen a lot of Aaron Neesmith, a lot of uh, Shadiq Bay from Villanova, but with them having the 13th and the 24th pick now, the Pels could potentially make a move up into the top 10. I know there's rumblings that there are some players in the top 10 that they would like. And with the shipping out of our um, beloved son and Drew Holiday, which we'll talk a little bit more about maybe getting a Killian Hayes in the top 10 to kind of replace that need and go alongside Alonzo Ball, because obviously Alonzo Ball is going to be the defender out of the two guard positions uh, in New Orleans, but maybe they can have someone that's a little flashy as well and could grow alongside of uh, of ball. But it's, it's really it's really a crapshoot, this draft. Uh, I know Travis Schlenk, the GM in, in Atlanta, said basically the draft starts after four. After four, uh, the, the draft starts. So it, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of movement, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. Yeah, no, I'm geared up for it. I think it's um, I think you hit the nail on the head with those guys. Um, you know, the, the Pels have been rumored to, to move up um into the top ten as to whether or not they'll be able to pull it off. Um, now that they've shipped Drew out, and um, we keep alluding to it, but we'll get there. <laughs> Wait with bated yeah. breath regarding that one. But um, you know, a guy like Killian Hayes or, or Halliburton, even as well. Um, those are the sort of guys that you can bring straight in. They look like they can contribute fairly quickly, you know, even a Josh Green, you know, another Australian, I'm probably a little bit biased. Um, if we stay where we are, you know, we fall into that range where maybe RJ Hampton apparently is uh, he's another guy that come out of the NBL and, you know, this is my bias coming through, I guess. But um, I've seen him play and he, he's pretty handy. He's not bad. And that was before he uh, had bulked up and worked with uh, some pretty good shooting coaches in, in Mike Miller. So it'll be interesting to see... Um, whether or not they decide to pull the trigger and, and, and move up or whether or not they, they take a couple of, uh, a couple of young prospects and see what they can, uh, can work together to build, um, you know, a shooting big, I think to play alongside Zion be pretty handy. Um, yes. If you can get a guy with a good percentages, like you talked about earlier, a guy that's shooting well from the free throw line, you can expand that game. That's just, we've seen it time and time again. If, if you can shoot free throws, you can typically shoot the ball a bit. So, um, that'll be interesting to see whether or not uh, they try to move up and, and snag a guy like that. Um, but otherwise, I'm just I'm just uh, absolutely stoked to that we're sitting here talking about it. I know, like we had the bubble. It feels like it feels like it was yesterday, but it also feels like it was ages ago. And now we're just straight back into it. So um, the fact that they're managing to pull off this video draft and uh, they're going to do interviews and treat it exactly the same. They might not get the uh, the experience of walking up and 
shaking uh, Mr. Silver's hand, but, uh, you know, it's not bad to get drafted and sign a multi-million dollar contract. So we'll see how absolutely. that plays out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like, like you said, even though they're not getting a draft experience, at least it's still happening because these guys have to have had to wait for a while. I mean, normally the draft is in April, uh, April, May. Uh, no, April, right? Yeah, April, yeah. You Normally, and now it's November. It's almost Thanksgiving here in the States, and we're just now going to have the draft, and they're going to have the draft, and then in a couple of weeks be starting training camp. So it's going to be mm. a bit of a learning curve. So I know that whoever the Pels or the Hawks get, I think this is the year that normally you go with the, with the younger talent, the freshmen and the sophomores, so you always get – get more touted because of the potential with their youth. But I think players who are three, four-year players are going to be very, very valuable in this draft because they're, they're the ones that are more sure of themselves as far as their game is concerned. And they can come in and make an immediate splash. I know I have a player that I really like and I've talked about on Hoop Ball Hawks in Desmond Bain who played at TCU, four-year player, 6'5", combo guard. He's one of the better shooters in the draft. He can defend as well. Underrated passer, uh, not the most explosive athlete, but has the strength and the smarts as playing, being a four-year player, to be good on the defensive end in the NBA. And I think that he can come in and have a Malcolm Brogdon type impact on on whoever drafts him. So those players are going to be very, very valuable with the shortened offseason and a quick turnaround with them playing. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, maybe some of those NBA-ready bodies are going to be sought after, I suppose, even, I suppose, that uh, that lottery through to, um, you know, the end of the first round, especially with those teams contending for playoff spots. We don't know how this is going to work with the with the COVID, you know. At the end of the day, they're going to shut people down. They're going to be getting... So if you don't have guys that are ready to play, you could be in some trouble by the middle of January if a couple of guys have got sick and... And have had to take a couple of weeks off. These guys are going to get some minutes, so yeah, you know these yeah. four-year players could be um, could be sought after almost. It could be one of the weird years that instead of the uh, the eighteen and a half or nineteen-year-old player, you know they're um, they're going and taking a twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old who's ready to go now. So we could see what happens, but um, I'm excited. Really, that's that's the main part of it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm 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 re- I'm ready for 7:30 Eastern time here in the states for the draft to come on. I'm ready to see Adam Silver whether he's on a, in front of a green screen in Bristol at, at ESPN. Just ready ready to get the show going because I know it's going to be a lot of movement and just to see these young guys' careers finally finally get started with them. A lot of them having a stoppage to play whether they played overseas or here in the states with college basketball to finally be able to get on the court with their team that drafts them and their future can, you know, start tonight and they can finally have this anxiety, you know, lifted off of their shoulders as to know that, Hey, I'm playing here, I'm playing in New Orleans, I'm playing in Atlanta. Uh, I get to eat beignets in New Orleans. I get to eat some, some magic city chicken wings that got Lou Will in trouble in the bubble. I, I get, I, I get to finally take it all in. Uh, so it's just going to be it's just going to be a wonderful night for those guys, and it's always great to see. I know me being African American, seeing some young African Americans come into some money, and seeing how they can be fiscally responsible and give back in some way. So it's going to be it's going to it's just going to be all around great night. So I'm excited as well. 
Oh, me too. I think um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. These guys, you know, a lot of them have come from difficult situations. Other guys have come from better situations. But for them to live their dreams out, you know, whatever background anyone come from, you love to see that, that someone's dreams are coming true, you know. And I think that's yes. what the draft uh, puts together um, and, and really highlights that these guys weren't just good at basketball. They had to work hard to get here. This didn't just happen. Um, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice by the people around them as well. To, to get in this position and um, you know you look at this year where a lot of the college prospects be doing March Madness that didn't happen um, you're looking at all of these opportunities and, and I suppose from the other side the scouts are sitting there going well we don't really know because we haven't seen him play so it's um, it really is going to be an interesting sort of a roll of the dice on a lot of the players and, and looking at the limited film that people have and I think the, uh, the pre-draft workouts are going to be um, pretty uh, sought after, I suppose, and and uh, and relied on pretty heavily. So fingers crossed it all works out and everyone that's uh, meant to get picked gets picked and anyone that's meant to slide, slides to New Orleans and uh, and we get him. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Because if you slide to New Orleans, I'll tell you, being a former Louisiana resident, it's a good time. Uh, if you embrace the city, they embrace you back. Trust me, I mean, we keep alluding to Drew, Drew Holiday being traded, but – he is going to be dearly missed because of all that he did for this team as a teammate and for the city of New Orleans and the community, uh, just giving back. So if you embrace the city, they're going to embrace you back and you'll be loved forever. You won't have to pay for a meal or drink uh, once you're of age in New Orleans if you give your all to the city. Trust me. Yeah, and I suppose we might as well jump into it. We've been beating around the bush, but Drew Holiday – he was traded. Um, one of the favourite sons, you know, I think he was the captain of the team or, or thereabouts, you know, um, him and his family have given a whole heap back. They had the Drew Holiday Foundation or Drew and Lauren Holiday Foundation that, uh, you know, has been supporting schools and the like. And, and they've just announced uh, some more donations today, I think, or yesterday. And, um, you know, what a guy, you know, selfless right to the end. And, and I think uh, heading off to Milwaukee, the trade is for uh, George Hill and Eric Bledsoe and, what, three first-round draft picks, two pick swaps, yeah. yes. and then we're sending Drew and a second round, future second-rounder. So, you know, not bad. Oh, maybe it's 60th pick, I think. I think we're giving up the 60th pick this year. So, um, you know, it's absolute haul. It was actually on David Griffith's birthday as well. So, for, um, for Griff, well done. Happy, to Leanne, birthday. Man, birthday. Happy birthday with that yeah. one. Um, Blow out the candles and the cake, man. That's a that's a great. I mean, that's a haul. As you said, that's a haul. Six first round picks, and now they have two this year. Man, um, hats off to David Griffin. I know that him and Sam Presti are, are you know doing Game of Thrones right now, battling for who is the uh, king of Westeros right now as far as the future drafts to come. But he really uh, did a phenomenal job. Uh, and basically for anybody who doesn't know Jack about running a front office and how to maneuver in a small market, you got to stockpile draft picks because uh, it's hard to lure free agents there. And even though they take a step back as far as being a quote unquote playoff team, they still set themselves nicely up for years to come, uh, especially with the, with the picks that they will get, you know, especially coming this year. Uh, so hats off to David Griffin, hats off. To be able to put more younger players around, Zion, B.I., um, you know, Lonzo as well, Josh Hart, 
still got guys like Frank Jackson and, and these younger guys, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes. All of these guys are going to be good players, I think, or at least serviceable NBA players. And another couple this year, or you flip them and get one really good one up in the top five or six, yeah. I, I just think you're setting yourself up to for, for victory. You know, I mean, Drew was 29. He wasn't at the end of or 30, I think he is now. Um he wasn't in the same timeline as having Zion and BI. These guys are 19, 20, 21. It's a, it's a move to solidify the future. Um, I think he sold high on Drew purely because the Bucks are sitting there going, we need to do something because Giannis is about to walk away. Um, yes. Here's some rumblings that really, if this trade was for more than just an expiring Drew Holiday with a, well, he has a player option, but also for Giannis. If Giannis then signs and stays, well, you've basically given up all of that for a few draft picks for Giannis and Drew, and I think that's worth it. I think if you're keeping him and you're keeping Drew Holiday, I think you're pretty happy with that as a Milwaukee Bucks. I think you'd be be doing okay. Oh, yes, because um, I know there are some stats that I had that the value, obviously, of Drew Holiday as a person, as a teammate, it's beyond, you know, you can't put a price on what he did. But as far as stats go, he started the second most games on the team last year. He played the most minutes on the team, he, and that was 15th in the NBA. The second most field goals made and attempted on the team, fourth most three-pointers made, third most free throw attempts and free throws made, third most offensive rebounds, fifth in total rebounds on the team, second in assists, 18th in the league per game, Ninth overall in total assists. Uh, he was first in steals on the team, 12th in the NBA, second in blocks for this team, second in points, and arguably the most efficient player that the Pels has. So they're losing a lot of production as far as Drew Holiday, leadership, and durability. So these young players that you mentioned in B.I., Lonzo, Zion, Hart, these guys are going to have to step up as great as B.I. was last and be and bring it every game like Drew Holiday did, and be engaged on both ends of the court. I think, but I think Drew Holiday leaving will truly unlock Lonzo. It will be Lonzo's team. He'll be the point guard. I think that we're going to see even more of a leap. I know we saw his shooting take a leap last year. We were really excited about that. And still was in the top fifteen in assists last year, competing for assists with Drew Holiday on the team. And competing with, with assists with Brandon Ingram, who was very underrated as a passer. People need to take notice of that as well. Between Lonzo, B.I., and Zion, they all can pass very well. But I think Lonzo will have to improve as a scorer even more, continue to take those leads, continue to get people involved in the offensive end and take responsibility on the defensive end, a B&D perimeter defender now that Drew Holiday is done. So it's going to be a lot on his plate. But I definitely think that uh, Stan Van Gundy's usher this transition along and really just, you know, just have a, you know, conversation with Lonzo and say, Hey, this is what you got to do. And Zion, you got to come in shape. You got to come in in shape. You got to play out of the 72 games. I say, if you can get at least 55 of the 72 games, you, that's a, that's a great year from, from Zion Williamson, in my opinion, because the scoring is going to be there. It's just have to be, we're going to have to see the improvement on the defensive end as far as playing within the scheme and being in shape, making the right reads, those, you know, those Zion S jump in the passing lane, steal, dunk, fast break dunks. Those, those are going to have to be more far and few, you know, 
it's going to have to happen more this year, and it's going to be just going to be really exciting. And so, a lot of opportunity for this team. You mentioned Hart, you mentioned Hayes, you mentioned Alexander Walker. I hope Frank Jackson can continue to get opportunities because I really like him. But you know, the sky's the limit. So, and I don't know. I mean, it, we'll probably caveat up to this as well. I don't really know if Bledsoe and Hill play a game in New Orleans. I don't know if that happens, especially we have until December 8th and and then we can potentially move on from them. So I expect that the Pels will try to knock on uh, <laughs> the angry <laughs> owner of uh, the Clippers after their playoff exit who need a point guard. And Kawhi it has talked about this offseason needing a point guard and maybe trying to render Eric Bledsoe's services and seeing what we can get from them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um... – I think perhaps we keep George Hill purely as a backup point guard, a lead guard, another veteran presence, <laughs> apparently really good guy. Yes. I think Bledsoe's um, value is is still pretty high. I think he is just a shorter Drew Holiday. Um, you know, I remember when he was in, came into the league and they were calling him mini LeBron and you see these videos of him training with LeBron and he's absolutely jacked as a unit. And, um, you know, that sort of guy... I think he's still valuable. I think as a, a scoring guard as well as a defender, um, you know, he's got a good motor, good athleticism still. Um, I think he'd fit right in at the Clippers uh, as to whether or not they have the ability to come and trade anything when all their assets really went in the Paul George trade. Um, I'm, I'm not sure whether or not they'll have anything that's really interesting. Maybe Lou Williams, but again, would, would you trade Eric Bledsoe for an older Lou Williams um, when you potentially keep JJ Redick, if not, he goes. Um, and, and, you know, you, I think you want to get another first rounder for, for Bledsoe. And, I mean, I might be being greedy, but uh, if you get another draft pick, well, you know, we're going to have all of the draft picks. I think definitely with uh, when you think about Eric Bledsoe, you got to look at what the Lakers got at Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that is, I think that's a comparable deal. In, in, and obviously in this offseason. So they traded a player in a draft pick to get Dennis Schroeder. So I think reasonably, I, I wouldn't mind Landry Shaman. You know, add another shooter to this uh, Pels team. They can continue to space the floor. Uh, you get Landry Shaman, and if they have a future first-round pick or second-round pick or whatnot, because a few, a definitely, unlike Milwaukee, a future first-round pick for the Clippers with the uncertainty of how long Kawhi is going to be there, how long Paul George is going to be there could be of some value. So I think maybe that is what we get as far as the Clippers. But I know just right now, just on the spur of the moment, I don't know who else would be in the market for trading for a point guard in the league right now uh, as I look at the schedule matrix. And maybe you have a better idea of who else could use a point guard, maybe a Philadelphia. Yeah, well, good question. Um, <laughs> Philly, yeah, perhaps. Um, ooh, that is a tricky one because there aren't that many teams that are looking for his sort of skill set. I think Clippers are hit the nail on the head. If if the Rockets move on from Westbrook and, and don't get a point guard back, then perhaps. But again, that all happens or depends what James Harden does. You know, if he leaves, well, then surely you just blow it all up. Um, Detroit, please. Can, can we have yeah. Christian Wood back? <laughs> can we have Christian Wood back? Sign and trade. Can we have him back, please? <laughs> yeah, well, it could could very well happen. You know, he's a restricted free agent this year, I think, and um, he could very well um, could end up down. He'd be handy. He'd be really handy to uh, oh, to yeah. join the ranks. You know, he's a good shooter, and he's also 
good down low. He's proved you can score. And, and and can I ask you a question real quick? Do you do you think if I don't know, it wasn't as you know, obviously a lot of people don't watch Pistons games. Mm. Do you think those who really know Pell's basketball, do you think they're kicking themselves for keeping Oka four and letting Wood walk right now? I think you have to be. I mean, we got some good games out of Jar. Like honestly, we did. Um yeah. as to whether or not the upside for Jaleel Okafor versus Christian Wood is there. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I mean, the fact that Detroit moved on, Andre Drummond, um, I know they had to get something for him. They got barely anything for him. I think it was like a couple of cartons of Coke and like, you know, <laughs> bag of crisps. It's like, it's some, it's about it's it, some like. Amazon stock, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that'd be worth something. Um, yeah, so, you know. yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually probably worth a little bit more than Drummond, especially <laughs> when you think about offensively. Uh, but, but yeah, because I know Christian Wood's going to be wanting some money this offseason. Mm. It's been out there. I know he famously tweeted, hey, who should I play for? And Pistons yeah. fans are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like you're not coming back? So they're going to have to offer up $16 million at least, I think, for Christian Wood services with this yeah. skill set and with – the free agent market being what it is this year. And if they don't want to do that, but they do a sign and trade and get a guard and they want Bledsoe, those contracts are comparable and it could be a a switch back here. And he will obviously be in a better situation here in new Orleans, but that is yet to be seen. Uh, I know there's other trades that, you know, asked me about. So I'll I'll hold on to some of these until later on in, in the program. Yeah, well, I mean, other trades potentially. You know, we saw um, Bogdan Bogdanovich end up. Uh, we left the Kings, went to the Bucks. They're loading up. I think they they are scrambling the Bucks. Um, good pickup, I think. I think the Kings sold him for not enough. Um, bag of chips, yeah. Bag yeah, of it chips was and, exactly and right. Um, yeah, you're sitting there going, like Dante DiVincenzo looks like a serviceable backup player. I don't think he becomes much more than that. I'm happy to be proved wrong. Uh, he's played some good minutes. Uh, is he? Well, I mean, is he as good as as Bogdanovich? I don't think so. I think Bog Bogdan had a great season, really underrated oh, yeah. season, honestly. And um, yeah. so that's something that uh, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, especially when uh, you know they were talking uh, that he might get flipped to the Lakers for for Kuzma, and you're sitting there going, well, uh, I don't know whether or not the the Trade matches up. I don't know if, where people rate Kuzma. The jury's out a bit on him as well. But, um, yeah, that was an interesting one for me. I, th- I thought they gave him up pretty easy. Yeah, and I, and I know Atlanta was really trying to go after uh, Bogdanovich as well, and rightfully so, uh, with his ability to create for others. He's a good shooter, and he's just a proven winner. Every level outside of Sacramento, no offense to any Sacramento Kings fans. Uh, Jill, no offense to you, Jill. <laughs> you do a wonderful job with – uh, hoop ball kings, uh, but he definitely is a proven winner, and he's going to be a guy that I've I've listened to on other podcasts that they think like he had moments in Sacramento where they're like, wow, do you remember when 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 Bogdanovich did this and did that? I think he'll be able to be that guy. He's just built for big moments, and to have a guy who is essentially going to be your fourth option. In Milwaukee, that that makes for a really good starting lineup. And you keep Brooke Lopez. I mean, I know Robin Lopez opted out, and he's a, a unrestricted free agent now, which Pels, hey, um, 
it, it wouldn't be bad to bring him back as another big. Um, mm. He can sit the screen. A, <laughs> yeah, he set a screen, be a rim protector. Uh, yeah. and, and, he, and he's done well for his value over the years as well. So if we could bring him back, bring him here to New Orleans and be another rim protector, that would be better than Derek Favors in that regard yeah. with just, just having some height alongside of Zion and to get another rebounder, that'd be great. But that, but back to the Bucks lineup. Um, mm. and that's definitely one of the better better lineups in the East, and they're definitely going to be a favorite, as, I mean, as, as they were a favorite last year and faltered. They'll be even more so a favorite in the East, even with the Nets being the Nets, the Celtics, whatever they do with their moves. And I'll get into that a little bit more uh, later. And obviously the Raptors, you can't count them out. You no. can't count out the Raptors and the Heat, and the Heat who made yeah. it to the NBA Finals. So it's just great to see that there's really parity in this league and that the East is finally catching up. Now they may not have one through eight as great as good as one through eight in the West, but one through one through five, one through six is pretty dang mm-hmm. good in the East. Yeah, well, especially you get a healthy Kevin Durant, you get Kyrie Irving healthy as well. That's the Nets making a bit of a charge. Mm-hmm. You know, you can never count the Magic out. I think they're a perennial eighth seed. You know, they're always going to be there. The schedule has been released now, and that I think the the play-in tournament that they're adopting. Uh, being that one through ten, oh, sorry, eight through ten is going to play uh, for those final spots. I think that throws a big spanner in the works for a lot of the players. So I suppose more in the West, but um, you know these these tenth seeds could uh, could make a bit of noise. They just got to get close enough to trigger it. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I know for both of our pro, both of our franchises that we cover, mm. the Pels should easily be 10th, in my opinion, in the, in the West, depending on what other moves they make. They should definitely be there and the jumps that they can make as far as we alluded to with Alonzo and B.I. and Zion. Uh, rub your rub your hands together like Birdman in New Orleans uh, for Zion having his second year. is going to be wonderful. And then for the Hawks, I picked the Hawks as a playoff team. I, I have them as the eighth seed in the East right now. And this is before moves could be made. And right now with the cap space, we're going to, I mean, the Hawks are going to be linked to everybody. We were linked to Rondo and Rondo wants to be in the Clippers reportedly, mm-hmm. which is fine. I completely understand. I know they say, Oh, Aaron Gordon, uh, nah, 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 DeMar DeRozan. But, and now it's right now it's Gordon, it's Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward exactly. right now is being tied to Atlanta. And for me, as far as if, if the Hawks are, even without Gordon Hayward, I think the Hawks can be an eight seed with the addition of Nate McMillan. They'll be better on the defensive end. He'll put them in better position to defend as they gave up the most points per game in the league last year. And I know the Pels were only three spots up ahead of them at 27th, unfortunately. But adding Gordon Hayward just added wrinkles to the offense, another facilitator, another scorer. For another wing. Hawks, you know, another another <laughs> wing, which we have a lot of wings, and like like I alluded to in the program, we already got Magic City, and we already got Amer- uh, American Deli, so we already got wings in the, in the, in Atlanta. That's a staple as far as cuisine, but it's it, but it's also a staple on this Hawks team right now. Just having putting wings around Trey Young with his small stature to help with the defending and the shot making outside of him, and just continue to put put this team in position to be a playoff team. So I like Gordon Hayward only if we can, I tweeted to say if we can get him on clearance because $34 million is, 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 is a lot. It's a lot of money, especially when we haven't talked about this program yet, but the talent that's in the next year's free agent class, I think every team, including New Orleans as well, 
with the pieces they got there want, want to be in play for some really good free agent prospects next year and having the cap space and not taking on too much this year to, to be free to add truly quality pieces to existing young cores like Atlanta and New Orleans to continue to propel them forward. So they, so that Atlanta can be in the dance this year and continue to be in the dance for years to come and New Orleans can get in the dance and at least have an opportunity to be in the play in and, and make some noise there. Cause I mean, Zion's going to be a problem. B.I. is a score. Lonzo is going to get them in position to do what they got to do. Hart. Um, and we can talk about this young core in New Orleans all day. And obviously you covering them, you can talk about them all day and me being a fan, I can talk about them all day, but, but it, until games are played until, the rosters are for sure set after this draft and tr- free agency and all the trades are done. You know, we're not going to know until the games are played on December 22nd and see from there from the 7-2 game hall. Uh, it's going to be interesting, honestly, uh, as, as to how it all plays out. You know, we saw the big CP3 trade uh, down to the Suns. Um, you know, that mixes up the the West as well. You know, we saw them in the bubble, went 8-0. The only reason they... They didn't get in is because well, what one of the other teams won and it, it kind of ruined it for them. Otherwise, they were they were looking at going into the play-in. So, you know, I think Portland ended up winning a game too many, and that's what stopped them from getting in. But that's hectic. Like you add a, a genuine point guard to play with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. I think we talked about talked about it on Twitter. You know, we're looking at the. Could this be the resurgence of like a Shaq and Kobe type? I'm not ever going to compare them to those two guys until they prove something. But you could see the makings. These guys are similar sort of skill set, similar build. You know, I, I don't think Aiton is anywhere near Shaq. And I think Devin Booker is still a little way to go. But before he's near, anywhere near Kobe, but it's scary. You get a mentor like CP3 down there. Man, he, he's definitely going to unlock both of them. Because, uh, you know, Devin Booker has done more playmaking, ball handling because he has to alongside Rubio. Rubio was a good point guard as well. I mean, we're not going to knock Ricky Rubio's skills, but he's no Chris Paul. Chris Paul is arguably one of the best point guards of all time. And when you add that basketball savant next to a proven bucket in Devin Booker, uh, I know people are saying that Devin Booker could ultimately average 30 a game alongside Chris Paul because Chris Paul is going to put himself in position to help get Booker some open looks and I know they're gonna run some off ball action with Monty Ball Monty Williams, sorry, Monty Ball. Monty Monty Williams who they had a relationship in New Orleans ironically and Monty was famous for having great ball movement, off ball movement and getting some shooters open looks when we had Paige and whatnot. And I think that's gonna be ultimately great for Devin Booker to have a Chris Paul who can ultimately get anywhere from 14 to 22 points in a game, get you eight, nine assists per game. He'll get you some timely rebounds, some steals. He's going to be, he's going to be that leader and that tone setter. And then you have Aiden. I think he's going to completely unlock Aiden. Yeah. Uh, if he can continue to work in pick and roll situations and Aiden's ability to be a stretch five, to shoot the jumper and shoot the three occasionally as well. I think it's just going to open it up. And then they keep the 10th pick in the trade. Wow. You keep mm-hmm. the 10th pick. You keep Cam Johnson. You keep Macau Macau Bridges. It's, yeah. it's it's a bright future, and they still have cap space to bring in a Gallinari or someone else in free agency. So they're not done. They're not done, and I think that the ceiling for the for the Phoenix Suns 
in the West, I, I see the ceiling is a five seed, five six seed. Yeah. Is their ceiling because it's it's still tough. It's still very tough, but I can see them being five or six. In five or six, yeah, definitely five or six, definitely five or six. Yeah. I say, especially when you look at what what how they brought OKC last year up to. What did I say? When OKC a five seed as well? Yeah, they ended up in the fifth seed as well. So yeah, so yeah, and arguably more talent. I think this team's better than that team. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll, we'll see. Um, and like they say um, on American Broadcasting, Chris Berman, it's why we play the game. It's why <laughs> we do it. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, so the the Hawks. What's what's your if you could look in the crystal ball? What are, what are you projecting? They end up as you said the eighth seed. What is this season going to look like for them? Is it going to be another just scrape by? Or are they going to have some pretty convincing wins as well? I think one of the most underrated things about the Hawks is the the addition of Clint Capella. Clint Capella was traded from Houston last year, and that's was just famously started the oh the small ball small ball lineup for Houston that ultimately did not work and they they traded a guy who is consistent double double guy he can get you 14 and 12 on any night and get you a block or two and be as a rim protector and he's a really good rim runner pick and roll player you you have a rim runner with Trey Young, and then you have John Collins who can do the same thing, and was a forty point or forty percent three point shooter last year. So you have a guy that can anchor the paint as a defender and just get you efficient baskets around the rim. You got John Collins who is efficient around the rim, one of the most efficient players in the league last year. He's efficient around the rim and can shoot the three and shoot knockdown jumpers. I think Cam Reddish will take a a, a huge leap. This year, I know John Moran has tweeted. They said, "Watch out for Cam Reddish this year." So, if John's saying that as a rookie of the year, and shout out John Moran, he uh, he got me two uh, quote retweets uh, last week. So oh. that definitely that definitely made my month. So shout out to you, John Moran. Uh, so good. But, but just Cam Reddish's development, DeAndre Hunter's development, um, Herder. This is just make or break year in my opinion, mm-hmm. but. When Collins and Trey Young, because Collins did have the 25-game suspension last year, but games where Ice Trey and JC, when they were on the court together, they played close to 500 ball. And you add a, another good defender and another efficient score that will give them more points and hopefully take some points away from the other team. In Capella, and you see the development of a Reddish, of a Hunter, I, I think the HC is in within reach with the uncertainty with the Orlando Magic and wanting to trade Aaron Gordon as they've been kind of stagnant at 8-7 the last few years and wanting to make a move with Aaron Gordon not really progressing as a shooter as they hope in commanding the money that he is commanding at this point. I think that that could be something to potentially look at. And I know Washington has been close. We don't really know what's going to happen there. Uh, I think the steadiest hand as far as from – eight to 11, 12. And obviously you can't count the Bulls. If the Bulls make a move and get LaMelo ball alongside of, you know, Zach Levine and Lloyd marketing and, and the pieces that they got there, Kobe white, they can make some noise and they were in spitting distance of the eight seed at times last year as well. So I really think that the battle for the eight seed in the East will be a, a, a grind this year, but I think the steadiest hand as far as rosters front office, Lloyd Pierce enter, entering his third year here. You're getting Nate McMillan, who is a proven winner. 
all of his teams are competitive. All of his teams are great on the defensive end. That's going to be another added element to Atlanta. I think that eight seed is very possible for Atlanta. And it steps them up very well with the free agent class that we alluded to next year with maybe getting one more piece after this season and seeing if they continue to make steps because Trey Young is here. Uh, if, yeah. if you guys think that it's a fluke, it's not a fluke. Trey Young is really is here. Um, I mean, he scored almost 30 points a game, averaged nine assists last year. And if you give him more toys to play with, he's going to be even more efficient than he was last year. As, as I alluded to, Collins' efficiency, both Collins and Young were in the top 20 in the NBA as far as offensive efficiency. So the sky's the limit with Atlanta. And Travis Link, like David Griffin, has done a wonderful job with acquiring assets, acquiring picks, and putting this team in position to really make a run. Um, I, I know that one of the Hawks media guys put a question out this year is that, are they still in the continuation phase of the rebuild or is it time to truly evaluate the team building aspect? I think that the continuation phase is slowly closing and the transition phase is beginning in Atlanta. Yeah, it's coming to winning time. The the pieces are there. I think it's just getting reps into the guys, getting them to play together. And, you know, I think they could surprise some play. I reckon if they – I wouldn't honestly ban the eyelid if they end up at, like, the sixth seed. I honestly, I would be like, yeah, okay, I can see it. Because the talent's there. It's just purely yes. putting it all together. Um, you know, whether it's exactly. this year or it's next year, I can see these guys – they can do some damage, I think. They'll, they'll upset some people, especially yes. playing in the East mostly with this this schedule. Yes, and in New Orleans the same way. There's talent in New Orleans as well. It's just a matter of these young guys continue to come along as well. Um, being a New Orleans fan, um, this is a very exciting time for us. We've had good teams with the Chris Pauls and the Baron Davises in the past, but this team um, has the potential with this young, bright core. We've, we've, we've been known to have a young piece but have older players uh, mixed into it, and then you, you lose one, you lose another, and then we're back in the rebuild. You finally have a young quarter you can kind of keep intact in New Orleans, and it's really, really exciting. Uh, but once fans can get back to get some butts in the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans and really generate revenue, because I know as a fan, I was really worried about this team really leaving with the lack of, corp- of Fortune 500 companies in New Orleans which is the big thing that as far as season ticket sales and putting butts in the, in the, in the, in the stands that, you know, those, those corporate sales or season tickets, that's what, if they fill the suites, they fill the arena. And with a lack of fortune 500 companies compared to other small market cities, it makes it tough as far as attendance and, and the NBA potentially looking at it like, is this a worth worthwhile investment in New Orleans? So I'm glad of the job that they've done with Obviously, AD leaving, you get Griffin, you get the number one pick, you get Zion, you get the haul from the Lakers, you have a, a nice young core. So the, the future is very bright in New Orleans, and I'm really excited for the state of Louisiana and the Gulf Coast to have an NBA team that can cheer for outside of Atlanta. Outside of Atlanta, <laughs> I'll throw that out there. Yeah, no, we're excited. I think, uh, I think there is a buzz around this season, and hopefully they can put it all together. Uh Brad, where can we find you on Twitter? So you can find me at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That's at HoopBallHawks. Or you can follow myself at BradJarrett67. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. Hit me up. Talk Pales. Talk Hawks. Uh, 
And yeah, it's going to be a really exciting season. So you guys can hold us to our predictions and our hot takes that we had today. So feel free to slide in the DMs, uh, hit me up on Twitter, mention us, and you know, feel free to check me. I'm not I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, but I'll definitely let you know if I'm right. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I mean, yeah, please be gentle if I if I've overshot the mark. I mean, it's on the internet now, so I'll be held to account, no doubt. But uh, Brad, I'd love to extend my thanks and and gratitude for coming on. Um, It has been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you. Guys, go and check out uh, Hoopball Hawks. It is phenomenal. He's second to none in terms of the Hawks coverage. The stats, you saw it tonight. Information overload. You know, he's got, he's got, he's across everything. So make sure you go and check that out. Like, subscribe, five stars. You know what it is. Brad, Thanks again. I think we'll leave it at that and uh, we'll talk next time. We'll talk next time. And definitely you got to, you got a seat here at hoop ball Hawks, especially whenever that new Orleans Hawks game happens, going to have, I'm going to have to get you on and we're going to have to talk shop and I'm going to have to have my Jekyll side as far as the Hawks and really use my Hawks hat to talk about that. But it's, I thank you for the hospitality, man. I can't wait to be back on. Yeah. Awesome. No, anytime. It's been great. All right, buddy. Catch ya. It was great to have a chat with Brad earlier today. Uh, make sure you go over and check out Hoopball Hawks at Hoopball Hawks on Twitter and also uh, Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. The guy's killing it. You want to know anything about the Atlanta Hawks? Go and do it. Guys, I think we're going to leave it at that. Go and enjoy the draft. It's going to be awesome. I'll speak to you next time. Bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.